Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. Welcome to March, everybody. Oh, the rain gosh. has healing energy. Today is uh, Leona's five-month birthday. Oh, fun. She was born on the first, so it's very easy to like track, you know. Like for the rest of time, when it's like a random July 1st, you're going to be like, you were 700 months old. <laughs> well, uh, her half birthday is April 1st, which is kind of fun. It, she's a little fool she's half a fool she's half a fool we're all fools really <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah uh very fun well it's also pisces season so welcome oh, everybody thank god i like pisces season well you know what pisces season means eva's birthday yeah yeah. is that yeah. what it means that's, that's what, what it means, that means to me that's, okay that's all that it means to me it's the only thing yeah uh happy early birthday eva and all other march babies and also yeah. happy five months to our little half fool her little half fool. She gets to celebrate partially with yeah, everybody. That's nice. Um, also, uh, this is where you know that meme that always comes up where it's like, "Don't do it on Valentine's Day because yeah. Scorpios. Scorpios." All those people are now currently pregnant. Um, mm. I don't know if they've announced it to people. But I hope you're happy. Know within yourself what you've done. And you know what you did. There's a little Scorpio hap- a brewing, if you will, and I don't like yeah. it. That's exactly right. <sighs> we don't we don't feel great about it. It's, um, it's the only downside to Pisces season, I think, is that the the new Scorpio generation is <laughs> coming on up. Talk about a bunch of fools. Talk about it. Oh my <laughs> god. Anyway, everybody, welcome to March. We are in the third month of 2022. So far, it's all right. I'm we're white knuckling it through this whole year. <sighs> How is your how were your first two months of the year, Christine? Oh, thank you for asking. Um, they're okay. We went back on tour, which is actually really fun. I feel <sighs> like we've well, okay, maybe not for you. <laughs> not for I'm have I'm for going me, through it, folks. <laughs> I'm having a great time living my life. I went with uh Blaze and Leona came with me as little groupies to our East Coast leg. Um oh. Yeah. But how are your first couple months, Em? Uh I'm trying to think what I did all of January. I feel like I've really been go, go, go since Christmas. I feel like mm. I really haven't sat down and gotten to like have a, a me day yet. I, I did when we were in, when we visited New York, I got to spend a couple of days to myself, which was nice. But I think before that I was just like prepping things for the show or 
I don't know. I felt like uh, really stressed in the Wait, last you know what? It's so weird. Like you came to Cincinnati briefly to like I rehearse did. the show and everything and meet the baby. And it just all feels like a big blur somehow. It does. Oh, that's why the year started out stressful because my flights kept getting delayed <gasps> during New you Year's. You were trapped. Oh my I God. Was, I was trapped. I tried... I got seven different flights and all of them got canceled. You guys are lucky that I was not recording yet because we would have just complained about that. Well, I guess we're doing it now, but we would have complained about that for days on the show. Em kept getting trapped and we were like, that. we had to end up canceling our first leg of the tour because of COVID. Also COVID, yeah. Yeah, it was like a disaster. But anyway, I guess we're sort of on the up and up, question mark? Yeah, I think, we'll I, I, think I was hoping like, oh, that w- the first week was kind of wild so let's hope it just stays there but then it was just a lot of like either i was traveling or other people were traveling to see me so i just you know it's been a little chaotic but i guess chaotic. i thrive in chaos so whatever. i know i'm always like it's so chaotic and i'm like but when it's not i'm like i'm bored so you know it's like what are you gonna do <laughs> it's like that constant chase of dopamine <laughs> um uh, all right so anyway thank you to everyone for sending in your stories for this episode if you are new here and this is your first listeners episode welcome on the first of every month we put out a listener story or a listeners episode where we read stories you've submitted about your personal true crime and paranormal stories if you'd mm-hmm. like to do that uh, yourself and be in the running for next month you can send them to our website and that's why we drink.com and when em says send them to our website like don't write that on the envelope like go on the website there's like a form it's a whole thing you'll figure it out you got it we (laughs) together we make sense um (laughs) well half sense i don't know all right so here is the first story this is from philip who uses he him pronouns thank you for normalizing pronouns philip uh and the subject is ghost caught on zoom oh oh my god i see one right there it's me uh (laughs) loving that there's like a technologically savvy ghost it is you know they always complain like ghosts are all victorian era but i like this modern age ghost it makes me wonder if it's gonna be a victorian ghost who like slipped through and like somehow got on zoom or is it like a millennial ghost who's like i know zoom pretty well i can mess around with the millennials like i'm trapped in a meeting for the rest of my eternity no hell that's hell, hell actually personal hell uh all right the story goes hello m christine eva all the pets all the fruit all the spouses and all the guest hosts and of course the new baby oh hello so kind so inclusive wow uh my wife and I absolutely love you and have been listening for years. When we were in grad school in Athens, Ohio. Hey, uh, OU. Binging. Sorry. And that's why I think that's exactly what he probably wanted. So uh, <laughs> binging. And that's why we drink helped the drive across Indiana during trips home feel less like torture and slow motion. And now that we live in Chicago, uh, you helped me pass the time commuting on the red line. Hmm. In honor of the Bengals playing in the Super Bowl in a few hours. I would Uh rather not bring that up. Why are you bringing that up, Philip? I thought we were friends. Because Philip said they'll be playing in the Super Bowl in a few hours. So I think Philip had had some high hopes. That's what happened. He jinxed it. Yeah. Okay. Well, Philip, you heard it here first. It's your fault. (laughs) Uh, I wanted to send in one of our ghost stories from our place in Athens. I got my MFA in acting from OU and the last year was spent on Zoom. Not ideal, but our at least our cohort could still be together in class. Oh my god, acting! I never even thought about that. That's tough. I never to even thought virtual. Of... Yeah, in my mind, it feels like a chunk of it is like still 
able to happen because like you can just yeah. sit, stand in front of your camera and act but i also understand like you don't get to like take up space on a stage or something i don't know i don't know yeah, enough about yeah, acting yeah, but yeah. i could see it as an advantage or a disadvantage of like you can keep acting just yeah not that's out, tough just in your pjs um i still think of when rj was teaching swimming swimming oh my god zoom. that was right that makes a lot less sense athletics than... via zoom is seems very difficult yeah yeah i don't he <laughs> i just remember him like basically teaching kids to manifest that they'll swim again <laughs> it's so sad <laughs> um <laughs> On a sunny fall day around 2 p.m., I was in one of those Zoom rooms watching a classmate work. Our work could get pretty personal, and so the Vegas rule Vegas rule, huh, was very much in effect. I don't know what that means, but cool. It sounds you know? like Vegas, Vegas like, rule. Like Las Vegas. Right. What if it's hmm. um like um what if it's like the this house always the house always wins? Hey! <laughs> Okay. Okay. I love that. Anything that was shared in class stayed oh, in class. Oh, I found it. Oh, whatever happens stays. Okay. <laughs> so stupid. How uh-huh. are we so dumb? Also, Emmy was right there and you did. You let me go on a fucking dumbass mental journey. I 100% didn't even choose to read on. That's as embarrassing. It, the answer could have been there. God. Okay. Anything that was shared in class stayed in class. We even like to make sure that all of our individual doors were closed in case people had roommates. Oh, oh, that's nice. Everything was normal until my classmate stopped what she was doing and said, hey, for real, Philip, are you alone? <gasps> uh, my door was closed and I was the only one home. I said, yeah, what's up? To which she kind of paused and said, I'll tell you later and finished her presentation. <gasps> so naturally, I immediately grabbed my phone, shoved it under my desk and without looking, text her to see what was going on. When she texted me back, on the screen, it said, I saw a hand reach across your body. Ooh. Okay. Oh, okay. well, now I'm just nothing but nerves. Now my wife and I have both lived in haunted ha- and haunted places before. So my first thought was absolutely ghost. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. But I have a habit of swiveling in my chair to stay engaged. So I told her I was sure it was just me turning to the side and scratching my shoulder or something. Mystery solved until she replied, I don't think so. It would have been pretty painful for you to get your arm in that position. And besides, the hand I saw was frail and a woman's. What? <laughs> oh, no. She's just a fan of the arts, everybody. Okay? She just, she wanted to be in on the acting. Uh, that's why you saw a velvet-lined cape come through, yeah. too. <laughs> she was like, oh, my moment has arrived. She was actually, like, doing, like, an old-fashioned, like, pulling a cane out onto the stage and, like, yanking you off yeah. of the- <laughs> Uh, my wife and I had a few strange things happen in that apartment, hearing voices, smelling cigarette smoke and disappeared, a disappeared can of beer we never found. Oh, she's a partier. I like her. I do too. Enough so that every few months we'd stand in the middle of the living room and tell whoever was there that we were fine sharing space, but we'd prefer if we didn't see, hear or sense them. But we're not fine sharing beer. (laughs) But yeah, give us our beer back. But maybe whoever was there with me in that office just didn't know they'd get picked up on camera. So maybe not a technologically. No, probably not. It never felt negative or scary. Maybe it was just a past tenant hanging out. But we do have a friend who is sensitive and she refused to go into that room. Oh, don't love that. She said there was someone in there who did not like us being in the apartment. Oh, no. She's oh, no. been to our place in Chicago and didn't feel that same negative energy. Okay, that's good. So at least it didn't Thank follow them. Thank God. 
So who knows? I will say the apartment didn't have any scary vibes whatsoever to us. It was just a duplex that got passed from one grad student to the next. And it was sunny and inviting and full of creativity. It's our favorite home we've had together. I guess it just came with a roommate. Sorry for the long story, but I love Athens so much and wanted to share this on a day that means so much. Go Bengals. Uh-oh. Best Philip. Also, I wonder if any other OU student just moved into an apartment is oh. like, oh my God. They're like sunny, <laughs> creative. Uh-oh. I feel safe here. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> anyway, thank you, Philip, for that story. That is a great story. I really like it. Um, Athens is not far from me. My dad really wanted me to go to Athens, to OU, for uh, journalism because his hairstylist told him it was a good school. You didn't have to finish the sentence. We kind of... <laughs> We kind of knew it wasn't going to end with a lot of logic. A lot of logic. Every time I tell my dad something, he's like, no. And then the second, and then I'll come over the next week and he's like, my hairstylist told me the craziest thing. And I'm like, I told you that six days ago, but okay. My God, what? Uh, he must be getting amazing haircuts. To like- he calls it a hair saloon. So I don't think he really knows what's going on. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I beg your pardon because I will, I beg your pardon for the rest of time because you're going to need to pardon me because I will be using hair saloon for the rest of my life. <laughs> there are certain phrases that he just can't get rid of. One of them's hair saloon. Um, it's thank, so God he, thank God the good ones are the ones he can't get the rid of. One. And then laundry, he can't really say right. But hair saloon is the one that gets the biggest eye rolls, I would say. Eye rolls? Applause for me because, <laughs> okay, it makes so much sense. I've, also, to be fair, I think I just had this conversation with somebody where I was like, what's the difference between a salon and a saloon? Like, I know a salon these days, it's, like, where you kind of go get primped in some way. A saloon is where you go drink. I know, but, like, I feel like salon came from saloon. They're way too similar in my mind. Oh, maybe. Maybe in the Old West, they did both. Like, you would, like, get a haircut and drink a beer. I don't know. Uh, uh, Shave and a haircut? Oh, wait. No, those are two. That has nothing to do with... I was like, now we're talking. Nope, those are the same thing. (laughs) Um, I really... I, without any knowledge and i'm aware that google's free and in five seconds i could learn but i am going to double down and say that salon came from saloon the house always wins so i think you're set <laughs> i think i wouldn't even worry about it i wouldn't even second guess yourself what happens at the hair saloon stays at the hair saloon. <laughs> that's right except it doesn't because my dad comes home and insists that everything his hairstylist said is correct right 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 This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com slash drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at progressive.com to see if you could save. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Okay, so this is an email from Livia. She, her, thank you for normalizing pronouns, Livia. And the subject is how we accidentally invited the ghosts of witches onto our podcast plus audio evidence. Ooh. See ya. Also, Eva, when we met up to do this episode at the beginning, Eva was like, oh, there's no, uh, there's no theme. And so instantly I thought, I'm going to find a theme because <laughs> Eva said there is none. So I'm like, I, I'm already sensing a technological theme here. Me too. And if there's a hair salon in this one, I've really figured it out. Then we know. Okay. So this is from Livia. Hello specifically to the ghost child that says daddy in Christine's house. (laughs) Okay, well, all right. Okay. Okay. Honestly, whatever. I don't like that I said that out loud in my own house. I feel like I invited something. I don't know. Oh, my God. There's a hand running across you right now. No. It's a little baby's hand. (laughs) (laughs) Yuck. Today, I would like to share a story that includes witches, ghosts, podcasts. So you are truly the prime audience for this. I am, this is, I love this bio. I am a witch, journalist, and audio person. Hey, kind of, like, I get that. I feel like I vibe really a lot with that. I like it so far. Me too. And my journalist witch friend, Noemi, Noemi, and I have decided last fall to make a podcast about the historical witch hunts in Switzerland, where we are both Mm. from. Oh my gosh. That's cool. The theory goes that Switzerland actually has the most witch hunt victims in all of Europe. I believe it's estimated that around 6,000 people died after being accused. Holy shit. A severely underreported fact in the coverage of Swiss history. We set up to do our first episode in Noemi's... I hope I'm saying that right. uh, Noemi's kitchen in early January of this year. We record the intro, and as Noemi touches on the actual topic of, you know, state-sanctioned murder of thousands of people the first time, our audio, which had been running smoothly for five minutes, starts doing a horrible hissing sound that gets continually louder and eventually drowns out our voices. Oh, God. Uh, Yikes. And she says, see attached audio. It is capital T, truly, capital F, freaky. Mm. Uh, So I'm going to play that after the email, I think. Neither of us had touched any of the equipment. We stopped the recording upon hearing the haunted sounds, capital THS, doubly unsettled. As I was hearing the crazy hissing coming through the audio, we both also had started to feel an intensely angry energy in the kitchen. Instead of recording that afternoon, we thoroughly cleansed the apartment of any remaining witches who felt they wanted to become a part of the podcast experience, TM. One would think this is where the story stops, but no. This evening, Noemi was holding her phone as it called her boyfriend by itself. Yuck. Ew. Her Netflix would turn itself on and off. There was a poster violently ripped off her bathroom wall and (gasps) items thrown from the closet in the hallway. Yuck. Oh, I don't love this. Wait, and there... Okay, I know you are in the middle of a sentence. But supposedly these are the ghosts of witches? Wouldn't they be happy that you're, like, giving them... No, because you're talking about, like, how they were all murdered. I don't know. Oh, that's true. I don't know if it was, like, good that you're, like, addressing their history or bringing it to light or something. I guess they didn't read it like that, which is fine. So, okay, got it. I'm on Yeah, board. I could see both ways of, like, thanks for telling our story, but also, like, wow, I'm still so pissed that they murdered Yeah, they're probably, me. like, you're giving us flashbacks, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I get it. Be mad. That's fine. Um, be mad, said them. <laughs> okay. Go for it. I, for my part, had horrible nightmares, and when I woke up in the middle of the night, I saw a woman with torn clothes, unkempt hair, 
and decaying hands and face <gasps> standing in my bedroom. Ugh. Oh, my God. This is clearly not what we had in mind when we wanted to make a purely journalistic podcast about witch hunts, but we understood that after very little to no discussion of the intense amount of discrimination, suffering, and systematic murder, we were setting free an intense amount of energy, and we were telling the stories of people who had been unable to speak up for themselves in life. The following week, we tried recording again after lighting a candle and inviting anyone who wanted to speak up on the podcast if we said something they didn't like. We have now successfully recorded most of the first season of the podcast, but are definitely not alone in the studio when we tell these important and tragic stories. Thank you to my new witchy journalists from the past, and of course, my best witch journalist friend one could ask for. And thank you for listening and reading. I hope it gave you the creeps. Here's the link to the recording. Livia. So let me pull up the recording here. Okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. Ich habe Geschichte studiert und historisch geforscht und herausgefunden, zu meinem riesigen Entsetzen, dass die Schweiz oder beziehungsweise das Gebiet, wo heute die Schweiz ist, dazu muss noch nicht die Schweiz gewesen, wie wir sie kennen, eines von den Gebieten war in Europa. Hey, sorry, irgendetwas. Ich bin nicht mega fest. Ich bin nicht so. Ist dies? Mhm. Shit. So, macht's das, hallo? Das ist voll der Scheiß. Das ist ja mega Scheiß. Es nimmt nämlich auch nicht mehr auf. Echt? Oh, weird. It's like. It sounds fucking haunted, man. It sounds fucking haunted, man. That's my favorite part. Also, immediately my uh, iTunes then went straight into Strawberry Wine. That's <laughs> why so, so I just heard the guitar going through. Okay. So I, it sounded like someone was fucking with the gain or something, or like. Yeah. I also like how it, they were clearly not speaking English the whole time until it sounds fucking haunted. Well, I heard shit and then I heard it sounds fucking haunted. <laughs> I love uh, that. I also heard hello. <laughs> <laughs> I think actually like, are you Swiss or something? Because it sounds like you're speaking their language. Oh, my God. All right. Was that was that the whole story? Mm hmm. Yep. OK. Wow. Oh. Huh. I you know, I am really glad that in five years we have yet to get really to catch anything i think on audio that we know of right yeah i'm trying to remember i feel like there were a f- there have been a few instances where people are like what is that but it's usually explained you, away around with whale sounds me <laughs> it's either me or geo so me um or that one time when we did an april fool's episode and I was like, M loves lemon. And people were like, there's all these voices in the background. I um, uh, I do remember the one time, I think it was when we were covering Harold the doll or something, and all the machines started going off when it got really creepy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Was it that like was, an EMF? It was. An, we had an EMF and something else in there, but I remember both of them going off when yeah. it got really spooky. But I, I do appreciate that we haven't gotten anything too creepy on our audio because I think... I would be terrified that it happened in my room, you know. Well, until now, now I feel like we're just waiting. This episode's probably going to be all sorts of fucked up. We'll see. <sighs> all right. Well, thank you so much for that story. Our next one has probably one of the most interesting um, titles that oh, I've seen. Oh, okay. This is from Beck, who uses she, her pronouns. Thank you for normalizing pronouns. And the subject line is spaceships and serial killers on Saturday night strolls. Okay, now we're talking. Oh, yeah. Hi, M. Christine, pets, petrified fruit, and a special hello to little Leona. Oh, hello. I've wanted to write in for a long time and figured since your next listener's episode is on my birthday, March 1st. Happy birthday. 
I try my luck. And today I'm going to tell you why I drink because I think I'm thinking about all the times my loved ones and I could have died, whether mm. by mundane or supernatural forces. Consider this a cautionary tale for traipsing teens. Oh, I miss being well, a traipsing as teen. As two traipsing teens, this is something I wish we had heard <laughs> 20 years ago. I would have been, I would have liked to be in the know. Oh. Be wary of wandering walks in the witching hours of the night. Oh, Let's no. crack into it. Walks were a favorite pastime for my childhood best friend and I. We lived in a rural area with more farmland than houses. Not much for a couple bored teens to get into. And I had a little dog, Skye, who needed walks. So our idea of a fun Saturday night was taking the dog walking down uh, down every back road and through every field we could reach on foot. We Aww. weren't, and it sounds like the beginning of like a like a childhood book series. Of it does like just adventuring with my best friend and our dog up and Me down and the cornfield. I love it. <laughs> we weren't interesting, but our cardio was fantastic. <laughs> oh, I bet it's good for your heart. During one of these late night walks, we were pacing the length of a dead end street, talking about who knows what. When one of us noticed something in the sky, uh-uh. it was a tight a tiny light and it seemed to be moving towards us and at first we thought it was farther up in the sky maybe a satellite but that was our only that was only our first clue to how much this object distorted our perception one of the people on the street had recently built a brand new garage and as the light approached we realized it just barely cleared the roof of it and it was heading right towards us this really is like right out of an adventure goosebumps it is yeah what I remember next was how eerily still the night became. There was no movement, no sound. Sky, who hated staying still and would have been pulling at his leash by now, stood quietly by my side. Mm. I hate when animals are Mm-mm. acting different. Me too. We watched almost trance-like as the light passed over us. It was a bright white light, almost like a singular headlight in the sky. From far away, it seemed small, like a drone. If this had happened in 2022, that's what I might have assumed it was. But this was before drones became a common thing. In any case, as it passed right over our heads, it became clear that this was no little drone. I'm not sure how to describe what I saw that night, but I hope my words do it justice. It was like, you know, in the sci-fi movies, when the spaceship has its cloaking mode on, the spaceship looks like the sky around you, but you can see sort of an outline oh yuck oh yuck i don't like that once it was directly over us even though it still looked like the night sky we could see the outline of something much bigger the sky seemed distorted and wrong within that outline as if it was something pretending to be the sky oh god that gave me goosebumps also very interesting to me if this were a book series and we were looking into like the literary flair of it symbolism is that your dog's name is Sky? I was thinking that too. I, yeah, I was thinking that too. Just a fun fact. <laughs> it moved slowly, following its tiny white headlight, giving us plenty of time to stand there, dumbstruck, taking in this near-invisible behemoth above us. Mm. I don't know how long we stood there. I just know suddenly the sky was normal again, and the little white light was barely visible, heading over the nearby swamp. My friend and I did not say a word. I picked up my dog and the two of us ran back to my house. We didn't stop until we were inside, locked in a rec room in my basement. Only then did we talk about it, confirming with each other what we saw. We've tried telling others about it, but no one seems interested in believing us. Even my mom, who was a huge believer in extraterrestrials, was skeptical. Mm -hmm. But I find it hard to believe that my friend and I had the same hallucination and that light did not behave like any drone I've ever seen. Was it a spaceship? I don't know. I'll probably never know, but I know my friend and I saw something that night, something we've never been able to explain. 
Speaking of my mom, she was not a fan of mine and my friend's midnight strolls. She <laughs> was she was and always... she had just bought a drone on Amazon, so we were a little confused. <laughs> the size of the sky, which is weird. Uh, she was always trying to discourage us from staying out too late, and she had good reason. We found out one night we came in late, and my mom was still up and in storytelling mode. And if you think my story is long and painfully detailed, I wish you could have heard my mom's. She made us both sit down on the couch, scolded us for staying out so late. She considered my friend her second child, therefore retained scolding rights. Right. Oh, the worst. And then launched into a tale that still frightens me today. When my mother was younger, she and my dad owned a house closer to the center of town. And for a few years during their time there, my mom started receiving strange calls on their landline. Mm Mm-mm. The caller seemed to always know when my mom was home, calling right when she got in the door. Okay, well. Most importantly, he seemed to know when she was home alone. (gasps) He spoke with a strange accent, one my mom could not identify, and he would ask her strange questions about things he should know nothing about. Questions about how work was that day, or if she enjoyed her shopping trip. Oh, shit. He seemed to always know her schedule in frightening detail. My parents, of course, called the police, but the police claimed that there wasn't anything they could do. Mm -hmm. It was the 1980s, and my mom assumed they didn't have the technology to trace phone calls as they do today. I think it was more to do with them having enough on their plate. Mm -hmm. Because as my mom then shared, this was the same time that the Connecticut River Valley killer was active. He was a serial killer speculated to be active between 78 and 87, and he was confirmed to have at least seven victims. Fuck including one of my mom's close neighbors. Oh, oh no. So he's been in her neighborhood. Oh no. While there were a few suspects, the killer was never caught and my mom never found out who made the strange calls, but she always wondered if it had all been connected and how much danger she truly was in. I believe this incident is what inspired my parents to move into a more rural part of my hometown before having kids. This story didn't completely stop our wanderings, but we were certainly more careful. I've looked, I've since looked into the Connecticut Valley killer, but not too much. I still live in that area, and sometimes the stories hit a little too close to home. Mm-hmm. And I have a book that had belonged to my mom about the killings, The Shadow of Death by Philip E. Ginsburg. But I haven't been able to bring myself to finish it. I love true crime stories, but it does get a little too real when the crime scene photos are places you've been to Mm. or when one of the victim's family members makes a comment about it in your local Facebook group. Oh, geez. Anyway, thank you so much for my for reading my ramblings. I'm glad that I got to tell both one of my stories and one of my mom's. She passed away when I was 18, but not before telling Aww. me so many of her own supernatural stories. Maybe I'll write again and tell you about the little boy ghost who haunted her laundry room and her yes. weirdly precognitive dreams. Yes. Stay spooky, Beck. P.S. Thank you for normalizing pronouns. Aw, cutie. <laughs> Aww. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm so sorry for your loss. It sounds like your mother was um, a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Just, um... That is wild that, I mean, I can't imagine getting phone calls like that. And not even just in the 80s, but even today they get phone calls of like, oh, just saw you walked in the door or like knowing you walked in the you door. Never how feel was your work? alone or safe. I can't yeah. imagine. Uh-uh. I feel like even if you moved, I nowhere would feel safe. No. And I mean, the fact that this started with a UFO and now we're like in true crime. I mean, that was yeah. whiplash. Oh, my God. It was God. a little bit of this and a little bit of that is what that oh, was. Oh, God. That cloaking thing, too. I don't like it. Um, Firm pass. 
I don't like it. That's really all I have to say. Um, also, I love that the UFO, they were like, they don't see us, right? They can't see us. <laughs> right. They can't I, see us. <laughs> the description was pretty perfect, though, of like it it looked warped within the outline like it was pretending to like be it was trying sky. to be the sky uh, it was very like uncanny Ugh. valley maybe yep. and also there had to be something so creepy about knowing that if you're at a dead end in a rural area with no one around like you are unprotected from all sides yeah and you're, and, and you're not right. even looking at any of the sides because you're looking up Ooh. and it's like oh it if it were modern day, maybe it was a drone, but it's like, but who's there using a drone in the middle of the night? I don't know. Yeah. Even if that were the case, like still so fucking creepy. Um, I don't like it. Um, all right. Well, thank you, Beck. I have a story here from Dylan. She, her. Thank you, Dylan. The subject is Jennifer Love Hewitt saved me from drowning. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I bet she's very proud of that. She, I don't know. She better be. I don't know if she is, but she better be. So I don't know what she did or what what she knows she's done, but for all she knows, she's aware she is saving lives out here. Well, she, but we better tell her if she doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so this says, "Hi, Eva, M, Christine, Lemon, Furry Friends, Tiny BB Lion, and Xenon." <laughs> Xenon doesn't get enough credit in these, you know. She certainly doesn't. I'm glad (laughs) she's somewhere up in the sky going, What? (laughs) Her cloaking mechanism just turned off and she's like, What? I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) She says, My sister and I have been avid listeners of and that's why we drink since twenty eighteen. Aw. And that's a long time. And for some reason I am just now mustering up the courage to submit a listener story. My family grew up really believing in signs from the universe and omens, so when this happened to me at a young age, it really stuck with me. I thought you might enjoy this crazy synchronicity. I love synchronicities. Mm. When I was in third grade, I had a dream that I can still vividly see in my head at the age of 23. I can remember every detail, and it still spooks me to this day. The dream goes like this. I was sitting in school, and the topic of the day was omens. My whole class had our books open on the desks, and the teacher said to flip to the next page. The page showed a terrifying image of what looked to be a face and two hands emerging out of a surface. Hmm. The image almost looked as if someone was screaming and trapped under a sheet of plastic trying to get out. Oh, 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 no. That's very disturbing. It is. Sound like Dexter. The teacher said to us that this was an omen of death and that if we saw this, it was a sign that we were going to die. Oh, God. In my dream, I'm suddenly at a friend's house. Her backyard was met with pitch black lake. It was autumn and there were leaves littered all around the stone patio. As I'm walking with my friend out to the dock, I see the omen face at my feet. I screamed and told my friend that I was going to die. She ignored me and we walked out to the dock. In my dream, I fell in and drowned in the lake. Dark, right? Especially for a third grader. I woke up freaked out, but I told myself it was just a dream and to move on. It was wintertime where I grew up in Indianapolis. Slight sidebar, I went to American University as well, Christine. Oh my God, I love that. There's something to be said about the Midwest to AU pipeline. Yes, there certainly is. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with us? There's probably a lot. Anyways, I grew up in India, and this particular winter, we got a lot of snow. The next day of school was already called off to be a snow day, and the White River had frozen over. My entire third grade class had plans to go uh ice skating on the river in the backyard of my friend's house during the snow day. Oh, my God. The night before the snow day, I was watching Ghost Whisperer with my dad on the couch, Hugh Jen you know, mm-hmm. of Love Hewitt fame. <laughs> I, sorry, I don't know why I said that. You mean Jen Hewitt of Love fame. That's yeah, exactly yeah. what I meant. I'm sorry. 
I guess since a young age, I've always liked the spooky and supernatural, so this wasn't a particularly strange routine. However, what was spooky was that in the episode that we were watching on cable television, the omen of death that I had dreamt of the night before showed itself clear as day on the screen. A screaming face and two hands coming out of the wall. I immediately lost it. I was screaming and crying and telling my dad what I had seen in my dream. He believed my concern wholeheartedly. Oh, I told him that if I were to go ice skate on the river the next day that I was going to drown. Point blank period. He agreed that it wasn't a good idea because of my dream, but we decided that I should go and just not go out on the river. Okay. Oh, I thought he was going to take that as an opportunity of like, honestly, I don't want to go hauling you around in snow. And that's (laughs) a genius call. Exactly. Nope. Okay. The next day I was anxious as fuck, not how you want to feel on a snow day. As I sat on the riverbank and watched my friends skate, I kid you not, I kid you not, the ice started to crack. <gasps> Everyone on the ice ran to shore and the entire mass of ice that they were skating on fell into the river. <gasps> Holy shit. Thankfully, everyone ended up being okay. To this day, I think that had I gone out there, I would have fallen into the current and drowned when the ice cracked. So I send my thanks to Jennifer Love Hewitt for sending me that sign on Ghost Whisperer. <laughs> I hope you DM'd her personally or something. I don't know. I, I hope so, too. Thanks for reading, and I'm sorry if it was long. Seriously, can't thank y'all enough for what you do. You have gotten me through a lot of long walks in D.C., grocery runs, chores, and car rides. I'm excited to finally see you in person at the Boulder Show. Hey, hey. April 2nd. I think there's still tickets. I recently moved to Denver, and I don't know anyone here who listens, so I'm flying solo to the show. Usually that would give me mad anxiety, but I know the And That's Why We Drink crowd will be kind and loving and welcoming. They will be. I feel like people make friends at these things. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. yeah. Live, laugh, lemons, XOXO, Dylan. Wow. 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 Oh, my gosh. What a tale. I don't like that your poor third grade brain had to deal with that, but I'm glad. Yeah, I feel like now you're, like, primed to always be worried about that like yeah. symbol showing up somewhere because if it technically <sighs> saved you one time i would never not listen to it again exactly i agree oh if we knew jennifer love hewitt we would pass on the message um we would but but we don't <laughs> but we don't uh i know a different jennifer i could tell her all about you it you tell if jen like. of a different fame <laughs> explore new possibilities pleasure zones and find your vibe at funlove.com Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes to toys to vibrators to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. 
It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues, and Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. Prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This next one is from Kyle, who uses he, him pronouns. Thank you for normalizing pronouns, Kyle. And the... Ah! Okay, this one has to do with me. Maybe because the last one had to do with AU for you. See? Eva's full of it. There's all sorts of themes in this one. Ghosts and the CNU SunTrust buildings. Okay, so uh, (laughs) before I even get into this, the SunTrust building is literally the bank. Yeah. And CNU... uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's still like that. I guess we'll find out in the story. But um, I think you told this in a recent episode or like not recent, but we didn't have a lot of classroom space when I was there because we were still like developing really quickly. I think they're still really growing quickly, but a lot of math classes used to be in the Mm -hmm. literal bank. We just like rented out the top floor. So I only have bad memories of the SunTrust building (laughs) because that was where like my like stats classes were. Yuck. Okay. Um, ghosts in the CNU SunTrust building. Hey, Ems, Christine, Eva, and other f- other fruits and animals. I like how that means we're technically fruits or animals. We are an animal, I guess. I guess. I'm a, technically a fruit. Yeah, so. that's exactly right. I wasn't going to say it, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> in the last episode, Em talked about CNU and how they used to take classes in the infamous SunTrust building on the edge of campus. Oh, okay. I was like, I feel like we did talk about this. Okay. Yep. As a recent theater grad, 2019 of CNU, who was in uh, res life, I wanted to reach out with the current status of the building. Oh, thank you. I love that you say all this in the beginning, and then it's like it's all addressed already in the first two lines. But the, the building, as M knows, is this giant ominous black monolith that stands on the edge Ew. of campus. It's true. A real eyesore that CNU has been trying to get rid of for years. It's true. <laughs> they, we've been like trying to like make deals with SunTrust to like move to a different building. Uh, recently, they emptied out the building and gutted it entirely, hoping to make it a, new, a brand new residence hall complete with marble, gold, and columns. CNU is, well, CNU is very famous for columns. Every goddamn building has at least 10,000 columns uh, on it. Great. Um, and so, okay, with marble, gold, and then the columns that CNU is so famous for. Wow. So they actually successfully did it. I'm so, I never thought that day was going to come. Okay. (laughs) When they emptied it out, it was in a holding period while whatever bureaucratic nonsense had to get sorted out. In the meantime, CNU decided to use this place to store residence hall furniture, classroom supplies, and many, many props and scenic elements for the theater department. 
Now, because we're a smaller school with a smaller budget, much of the theatrical furniture was donated to us or bought from estate sales in the Newport News area. Uh, Needless to say, a large amount of this furniture in one place tends to send a chill down your spine. While I've never experienced anything personally because I do my absolute best to keep my third eye sewn shut. I love it. uh, Many of my peers in the theater department claim they experience chills, hear footsteps, and feel different uh, presences when in the storage room alone. Our technical director will always mention how furniture never seems to be in the same place she left it during the strike for the last show. No. She attributes small things like this to the students messing around, but I wouldn't be surprised if the furniture felt the need to move around on its own. (sighs) The theater itself is definitely haunted by a young girl who died there very suddenly, but she seems most friendly. uh, So most friendly. Okay. Mostly friendly. As long as you always say hi and bye to her at the end of the day, but that's a whole other story. Thanks so much for the work you do. And I hope you have a spooky week. I hope, I wonder if the little girl, um, that he's referring to is the same little girl that haunted it has to be okay so there was um at cnu i've probably talked about this before but one of the older buildings that we have classes in but it's only theater for the most part it's basically like if you're a theater major at cnu you really never leave this one building and it's right. very like isolating like nobody else goes over there and you don't go anywhere else so the theater department is like its own world right but it's called ferguson and it used to be a high school and people including me uh would like to sneak in after it was supposed to be closed for the night and if you go through the right way there's still like a whole section that still looks like a high school um it's like the gymnasium and so it's like all the old wood from the basketball court gym, but it's all warped and fucked up because no one's been there for so long. And everyone has always said that, especially in that area, but in the Ferguson building altogether, there's always been a little girl that haunts the theater department. And so it would make sense that now in the SunTrust building where they're keeping all of this theater crap, that a little girl is there. It's probably the same one, right? I would imagine if it were, yeah, exactly. Especially if it was the theater group again. Right. She just came along too. with all the set pieces. Yeah, maybe she just likes all, all the arty the artsy stuff. I love that she's like, I'm very friendly, but you have to say hello. That was what otherwise. they used to say in, in Ferguson, where if something happened, you always had to say hi and bye before you left a room. Oh, my gosh. I would be the one to forget. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> well, I guess she's really latched onto a piece of furniture or something over there. Also, thank you, by the way, for the update on the SunTrust building. I really, I thought Listen, where this. ask and you shall receive, I guess. I thought where this was going was that it had been gutted and in the middle of figuring out what to do with it, people were like sneaking in in the middle of the night and like the bank itself <laughs> no, that was, was on you. it <laughs> it was me because when i was a freshman there there used to be a hollywood video on campus of course there LOL. on campus wow and there used to be a bowling alley on campus but they knocked the we're old by the way everybody <laughs> we're old <laughs> the hollywood video still technically last i checked exists but it's been turned into like the campus police station mm. But the bowling alley got knocked down for one of the residence halls that showed up by the time it was like senior year for me. Yeah. Um, but I remember like freshman year, the coolest thing to do was to like go like sneak into the bowling alley in the middle of the night. And we would just like lie down on like the bowling alleys and just talk. It was like very fun. That's actually kind of fun. Yeah. I thought that was where we were heading. But anyway, any opportunity to talk about seeing you, I'll always do. So thank you for uh I love that you I mean I remember you literally saying if anyone knows what is going on with the SunTrust building let me know and then and Kyle said here I am 
I love that you forgot that you had asked that, though. You were like, oh, cool. Let me tell you about the SunTrust building. And I was like, I think you did. I think that's why we got this email. I'm just always eager to talk about CNU. So. I love it. Um, anyway, thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. So I have one here. This is the last story. And this is from Sam. She, her. Thank you, Sam, for normalizing pronouns. The subject is my tarot cards predicted finding my biological family. Oh. Now that is fun. Now we're cooking. Okay. Hello, ATWWD fam. I am a longtime fan, and while this isn't the first story I've submitted, this is probably one of the sweetest slash spookiest slash mystical stories that is currently unfolding. Ooh. Ooh, you got Hot off attention. the press. Hot off the press. <laughs> so I recently figured out that I am a medium, which is wild, and I, just, I wish I could figure that out about myself. That's fun. I like how they also had to state, like, which is wild. It's like, we know. <laughs> parentheses. <laughs> that is wild for sure. <laughs> So I recently figured out that I'm a medium, which is wild, and I decided to start learning about witchcraft and tarot. I got my first tarot deck and brought it over to one of my friend's houses. She is also a witch and oozes witch vibes, mm. so she could teach me how to use it. We start... Somebody, Eva, teach me. Okay. We started by interviewing my deck and getting to know its purpose. Oh, my God. And it revealed it is meant to help me find closure and acceptance of my past. Oh. Now, I am no stranger to trauma, so I assumed it meant that, but it kept alluding to something deeper that has been a source of pain and confusion my whole life. It is important to note that I am adopted and I know very, very limited information about my parentage, but I did know much more about my maternal side and knew absolutely nothing about my paternal side. My deck was adamant that I would find closure and acceptance and whatever that closure and acceptance was would bring me joy. It also told me to not be afraid of taking a big chance so that I could get closer to that closure. About a month after interviewing my deck, there was a giant sale on 23andMe, so I impulsively purchased the Ancestry and Health History one, hoping I could at least find out what nationality I am and if I need to be anxious about any incoming potential sicknesses. Mm -hmm. Once my result came back, I got more than I hoped for. I got a DNA match for my paternal grandparents. (gasps) Fun! I didn't do anything about it at first because I didn't know if they even knew I was alive. Yesterday, while at work rocking out to the Encanto soundtrack, (laughs) I received a message from someone who said they shared the same grandfather. I usually delete things like that because I listen to true crime podcasts and know better, but something in my gut said talk to her. A little bit of talking later, she did some FBI-style digging and came back to me saying, I know who your parents are. Call me if you are comfortable. Oh, my God. Uh, that's where i would end because i'd go sorry i don't phone phone calls give me anxiety sorry oh my God. i end. would immediately be like speed dial i'd be like you would have been like i'm already on the phone with you I'd be like there <laughs> i am this close to gossip i must there's <laughs> about nothing myself that, there's nothing that could stop me a phone call later a lifetime's worth of questions were answered and i was connected to my entire biological paternal side who had no idea <gasps> i existed oh my gosh it felt like coming home okay i'm gonna cry now it felt like coming home and i experienced this overwhelming sense of peace like i finished a really hard puzzle oh if my deck hadn't encouraged me to make bold strokes i would have never bought that test and i would have never made these connections talk about a powerful deck of cards i know this is long and now i'm getting emotional i know this is long but honestly it's so synchronous that i can't explain away the power of my deck and how it made me make choices to find my family thank you for taking time to read this and thank you for all the laughs and spooks one day i'll return with my story of kelsey the blind bichon freeze that saved me from a man breaking into my window okay kelsey (laughs) okay (laughs) 
and all the other spooky things that have happened to me when I didn't know I was a medium. Happy hauntings, friends. Can't wait to see you in Chicago in April. Sam. Oh, that was a doozy. That one was a good one. Wow, that was a doozy. I, that is my sign. I'm finally going to actually take my tarot seriously. I have like all these books that I keep just kind of ignoring. I feel like I need to actually uh, get I'm on sh- it. I'm shocked that of all my hyperfixations, tarot has not become one of them yet. You know, it's funny because I think about that a lot. I'm like, I've had like hyperfixations on like angels and like just for, for weeks, I just spent researching that and I'm like, I have all my tarot at my disposal, the books and everything. And I just haven't, yeah, like jumped in. I even like my, so I've never gotten, I have some tarot decks. I just, I kind of leave them in different places because I like to surprise myself and be like, oh man. And then that really like gets me like motivated to use them i feel like if i see it always sitting around it just kind of becomes like blended into my environment so like eva just got me a really good like a custom set of of tarot which was pokemon that's the cutest thing i ever heard by the way it was precious and i hid it on purpose and i did a really good job i don't know where it is (laughs) eva's like wait what i just got you that (laughs) no i hit i used it one time and i this it's it's so weird every time i've used tarot so far i feel like i keep getting like the same oh information what is it it's like not that interesting i'm like kind of like i guess cosmically boring and so i'm not oh come on we all know that's not true well so my thought is like okay i'll hide it and then like enough time will pass where i'll surprise myself and then have to do it and i want to see if the message is different in that chunk of time or it's my own crazy way of thinking but i have i think three tarot decks I know mm-hmm. one's hiding in my car, one's hiding in my bedroom. It's somewhere. It's hiding. <laughs> I like how you say it like it's it's not it's not passive. Like it is doing the hiding from you. <laughs> it's choosing it's... to hide from me. Yeah. And then the other one that I have is my mom's tarot deck from when she was in college. But I never I love t- that. I never touch it because it's so fragile. So I I'm always afraid. I just own it, but I never use it. But so I've got the Pokemon one and I've got I think a like a dinosaur one. I have one here that Eva gave me. Um, it's a little Lisa Frank. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's a fun one. I think Eva gave me that. I never, uh, I just, anytime I do use one, I think I get overwhelmed and mad at myself that I don't know more. And then, me too. Like, the I get obvious frustrated. answer would be to teach myself. And I, my brain's You'd like, think no. so, right? Yeah. But I think I get overwhelmed. Like, there are so many different things to learn and like spreads and meanings and then I get overwhelmed and I'm like oh I'll do this another day (laughs) I just want to be an expert and I get mad when it doesn't happen for like without effort (laughs) me too (laughs) which is like duh like that's the dumbest thing but I have the same problem I'm like it takes a lot of energy same with um I've done the same thing with crystals and like the meaning of each crystal and all that but like if you have certain crystals next to each other they're supposed to do different things blah 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 and I'm like I'm supposed to be cleansing them and then the moons I do that with lunar cycles I'm like I will finally learn the lunar cycles and then I'm like I get overwhelmed and I get distracted and then everything involving like a basic entry into witchcraft not saying that those things are basic but I feel like those are like usually the first like door openers into this world even those overwhelm me and then i'm like oh man i they're gateway drugs i need to relax yeah i know same um well eva i'll let you know when i find my pokemon tarot i think it's probably in my (laughs) i don't know where and there's only so many places in this room it's probably gave it to you when we were traveling so maybe it's in the suitcase i don't know no i already took it out and used it and hit it (laughs) and hit it oh i know where it is oh okay i I mean i have to forget well that wasn't very I didn't do it. You didn't job. hide it that well. Okay. It just took one scan of my room. Okay. Seriously. 
Anyway, uh, anyway, thank you everyone for listening to us go on and on and on about tarot after reading your lovely stories. On and on uh, about tarot, but not really. It was just like on, on and on, on about, about how surface our level nothing. Our yeah. toxic traits with tarot. Exactly. Our toxic traits that we keep buying tarot decks thinking one day we will actually learn it. That's if my toxic you, trait. If you would like to um, come back next month and hear us talk about other toxic traits of ours, um, we will see you April 1st with another listener's story. Again, if you'd like to submit your own personal true crime or paranormal stories, you can do that at our website. Um, And other than that, we got episodes every Sunday. We're still on tour. So if you are coming to our tour, this is where I will uh, remind you again, please be loud and supportive because we both have a lot of anxiety <laughs> and so far the shows have been going very well. People have been wonderful. Yeah. Really. But just, you know, any opportunity to remind you to please be extra nice <laughs> and to <kind>. laugh <laughs> and to laugh really hard. Also, uh, I think our April 1st show, Oh, that's I, right. I'm going to announce it now. Um, just so people that are going to the April 1st show have time to prepare. But what, a couple what? of years ago, um, I, we did a show, I think it was in Chicago on my mom's birthday and I had everyone scream happy birthday, oh, Linda. Oh yeah. That's probably the video my mom still to this day shows. My mother still people. plays that for people. It's your mom's video and my mother still plays it. Like I that's think that's much. her subliminally saying, I better get one of those. Honestly, one that might be. Yeah. Wow. Um, Wait, so, when is her birthday? April? So it's April 2nd. So. Second. Um, well, Boulder, we'll be in Boulder on the second. So if you're in Boulder, I will be asking, I will be taking my phone out on stage and asking us to sing happy birthday to my mom or shout happy birthday or something. Happy birthday, Linda. Please Aww. be as loud as possible so we can try to outdo the last video that she's been showing all these years. So That's, that's so that. cute. It was Chicago, I think, or Detroit, one of the other. One of, the other. One of them. But, uh, and also it's going to be your little baby's half birthday next time we do an episode i'm sad i won't be home for it but that's okay um please will send me a picture of her you know walking or doing something that you know i will be missing (laughs) like (laughs) like figuring out the nuclear codes (laughs) being like i've solved the war with russia and the ukraine don't worry (laughs) about it it's all fine (laughs) okay well leave that to leona we'll just get on stage and tell funny jokes so hopefully funny yeah well no promises and that's why we drink. <laughs>